Oh boy. So half hour. She's no, she's in the city. So she could theoretically be home by now. Surely. Yeah. Um, he hasn't actually really done any investigation at all because <laughs> he got drunk and then got beat up and then was in the hospital and then now he's here. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this uh, noir has not had as much investigation as uh, you think it would. But I, so far, I'm I'm okay with it. So, but sh- sh- does she live over the the um, the cab company? She does. Did we establish that early? Yeah. Yep. So I think he hails a cab and goes to Imperial. Okay. Yeah, it's right. not it's not super late. I think that because they would be open 24-7, right? I yeah. mean, they may have just a um a dispatcher that <clears throat> sure. maybe one or two guys hanging around, right? And they probably the have some shift managers and stuff like that that kind of do whatever uh yeah so you you hail a cab you get in the as you're driving the city it it's weird because it it feels like the later it gets which is weird because usually the later it gets things kind of cool off it feels like the hotter things are getting like you know you see the people on the street they just look uncomfortable you know it's uh you see, you actually look out into the sky, and actually, besides the uh, some of the pollution in the air, it's actually quite a clear sky out. There's lots of stars. You can kind of see some of the constellations as you're as you're going. Again, you still haven't really had a good rest yet, so your your body is still uh, still not doing that great with that concussion. And you know, again, you were able to get a little bit of sleep, but not enough. And you kind of, you don't quite fall asleep, but maybe you kind of zone out for a little bit. Um, he wakes up when the cigarette burns his, his fingers. And he's just kind of like, kind of half zoned <laughs> out, holding it, in, you know, in between his two fingers. Oh, yeah, fuck, yeah. Fuck. And like, you know, brushes his pants off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the guy, the cabbie's like, don't you, don't you burn my car. No, no, I, I got it. I got it. I'm, I'm awake. It's fine. All right. All right. You better keep your eyes peeled, sir. But yeah. And then you get to you get to Imperial. Uh, Imperial is bustling. It always has cars in and out. What you is what you what you would expect. A lot of guys of different heights, weights, burning the midnight oil and you make it to Imperial. Let's just say that they're just because I don't know what the inside of a taxi shop would look like. Let's just say there's like a little main lobby or whatever. And there's receptionist there. And she's like, there's like a dispatcher in a cage kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, "Uh, how may I help you? Uh, Yes, I'm uh, I'm here to see Charlene. Uh, Does she uh, make it back yet? Uh, Are you talking about Mrs. Woodard? Uh, Mrs. Woodard, yes. Okay. Let me see if I can get her on the horn for you. Um, and she picks up a little uh, CB, actually. And she's like, she picks up. She's like, uh, Miss Word, Miss Word, you someone here to see you. And then you hear her on the other end. She's like, uh, she's like, yeah, yes, yes. Did you get a name? You said your name, right? I didn't. Oh, you didn't. Okay. Uh, she's like, your name, sir? Uh, George Armstrong of uh, Armstrong Investigations. Uh, and then she gets on the CB. And she's like, uh, uh, Mr. Armstrong from Armstrong Investigations. And uh, uh, Charlene's like, yes, yes. Uh, why don't you uh, send to the pen? She's like, 10-4. She squeaks it off and she says, yep, just if you want to just take a left down here, go take another left down this hall and then take another right. You'll see a sign that says the pen. Thank you very much tips his hat and lights up a cigarette and walks down towards the pen. Okay. <clears throat> there are some people, you know, just kind of in and out and around and stuff like that. There is a short stout fella kind of burly or whatever, kind of looks at you a little bit, kind of gives you like a look like, what are you doing here? And then kind of thinks nothing of it and kind of walks past you. People drinking coffee, smoking cigarettes. 
Um, Do they have like a little hot plate with coffee on it? Because he'll pour himself a cup of coffee. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, actually, let's just say that. Let's say it's. Let's say it's actually in the pen. So we'll we'll get to the pen. You go there. You see a door. It's actually labeled the pen. You go inside. Charlene is there. She's actually uh, sitting at like a little. It's more. This is more of actually a dispatch center. Actually, so like there's bunch of different ladies taking phone calls and stuff like that getting you know the taxis out here and there and stuff like that taking in calls from people that need rides and she's just kind of surveying what's going on and she's talking to one of the drivers you would assume and she uh, walks over to you and she's like Mr. Armstrong you made it back thank the gods uh yeah it was uh it was a an interesting evening she kind of like gives you like that kind of like yeah uh, i would expect kind of thing and she's like what did you learn like he you know looks around you know if there's a you know thing of coffee walks over gets himself a paper cup full of coffee and uh you know he's Moves in closer, she's got a cigarette in one hand, coffee in the other hand. He goes, uh, is there a place that we could go and uh, talk about this? And she's like, oh, where are my manners? I'm so sorry. It's been so busy tonight. She's like, yeah, let's 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 head over to my office. So you head out of the pen, you take a right down the hall and you go all the way down to the end on the left side. And uh, you see that there is an office for her, it says Miss Woodard on it. She uh, goes to open the door. You look to your right and you see that there's another office across from it that says Mr. Woodard. And then she lets you in. She shuts the door. He, he like, I assume she goes behind her huge oak desk, you know, <laughs> all his little fancy lamp and all this shit. And he just kind of stands by the door for a minute, you know, sips his coffee before he comes and, you know, sort of flops down in the chair, right? Like it's, it's been a, it's been a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> and then he leans forward and he flicks, flicks some ash in the ashtray, puts his cup down and says, um, I didn't get all the information that I, uh, that I hoped I might, but uh, I think you could probably understand the, uh, the subtleties and the nuance involved in such a thing. Mr. DeLuca, cause he was there. I, I spoke to him directly uh is if he's to be believed and i probably should have made an insight check completely fourth wall but um he uh seemed to not know anything about what happened to marcus and she kind of she looks at you for a little bit just seeing in your eyes if you're telling the truth that she believes you and she says well well then why is he so invested in that? I'm not really sure. Um, do you know anything about your uh, extended family? Where they might have come from? You got any long lost uncles? Roll me an awareness check. DL of four. Is this uh, more, I'm assuming this is more of a psyche check, right? This is more of a feeling sort of thing, or is it like to visibly see? Yeah, I actually think it would be more visible, actually. Would that be more of an insight then? Am I trying to read Yeah, let's her? do that. Let's do that. Yep, insight okay. is good. They're both a plus one, so it doesn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, flavor-wise. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, insight's great. Uh, it's going to be a, I don't know what you said the deal was, but it's. A, I got a six. Jeez, so many sixes. All right. So I don't. What was my deal? Four. Oh, it's a four. Okay. Yeah. So yes, and. yes, cool. and. Kill. Yeah. So, so you, you see on her body language that she, that you hit something. So what's your and? She spills her guts. <laughs> <laughs> Could it be? Um, I, let, let's uh, let's see how this works. Could it be a, a bonus on a follow-up role to sort of like proceed kind of like in this line of questioning then? So like, could I roll my rhetoric at a plus two to like, you know, try to tease this story out of her now? Like, obviously I've, I've hit 
a note that she knows something that she still hasn't told me trying to find out what the fuck's going on to kind of like push her on that then. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that when it comes to the investigation of the story and of people, I think that's a great idea. Okay. So so then he follows it up and she sort of stiffens. He leans back in the chair then and he says, look, uh, you uh, came to me to, to help to you know, investigate to find out what happened with poor Marcus. And there's obviously some things that um, have still been left unmentioned that may help in this investigation further. That seems like uh, the notion of family uh, seems to be weighing on your mind, perhaps. Is there anything else that you would like to perhaps share with me? Okay. So now you will yeah, go ahead and do that roll at extra roll. I'm going to keep the DL at four since I feel like going up or down would not be fair. I rolled a pair of ones. So it's a three, <laughs> so, but it's, but it's a no, but nice. Right. I missed by one. Nice. And the other guy's gone forever. <laughs> I think it's a five though. Can I use one on the floor? No, no, you cannot. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, but something positive. Okay. So she kind of looks at you a little bit and she says, let's just say my family background is complicated. Does that include uh, family members that are uh, potentially involved in some illicit dealings that perhaps got you this position and kind of like waves his hand around the office? She says... Not directly, no. She says, but I, at this time, I, I can't tell you everything just because I need to keep others safe. (laughs) You want me to do an investigation and then not tell me all the information. She kind of like, after you like, start laughing at her she kind of like gets a really stern look on her face and she says not everything not all information is good information if you understand my meaning and he leans forward in the chair and he you know kind of like is emphasizing with you know banging his you know pointing his finger on a table and he says i had two guys come to my office threaten my secretary put me in the hospital and you're telling me that all information is not pertinent or is not good look i could have died tonight i i don't need this job if it puts me in the ground if you want me to help you then you've got to help me rhetoric (laughs) (laughs) yes I'm going to say because you rolled low last time, and I'm going to make it higher this time. I'm going to make it a five this time. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, I got a four. Another uh, no but. No but. Okay. So let's just say she says, okay, so I will be more honest with you. But it will have to be on my own terms. I know that that's not not a great answer and i know you won't i know you probably don't like that answer but i will tell you this what's actually happening whatever whatever is whatever led to my brother's death and she really hesitates she says got him killed (laughs) (laughs) yeah It's, yeah, uh, whatever happened to him, there are a lot of outside forces trying to force their way into his life, into my life. And we just want to live. I I never meant to put you in any harm. I didn't think it would come to you meeting, to you meeting Mr. DeLuca or any of his associates. The fact that that has become that has come into light is is um unfortunate. Yes, thank you. <laughs> is unfortunate, but 
but I, ne- I, if I, if I would have known that this would have put you in so much of harm's way, I would have never hired you. And he, you know, takes a sip of the coffee, doesn't say anything right away. And then he, he, you know, again, sort of leans back and says, um, was Marcus stealing drugs? And she kind of like gets a, like a shocked look on her face. Drugs? No. Why would you say that? Well, you see, I found a, a brick of cocaine along with the picture in the will. And she kind of like thinks for a minute and then she kind of squints her eyes and then she says she kind of gets this uh, uh, knowing look on her face and she's like, Carol. Says, I don't know. We never established. I assume that it was completely wrapped and not open. Last session. You I'm trying to think if that stuff was open or not. I, don't was, think, I just assumed that I never asked and I probably should have. Yeah, I don't think we established that, but you did see that she did have some red marks under her nose that implicated that she does do cocaine. Right, but, but you know, causation yeah, but, isn't correlation, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's true. So, so technically, yeah, so technically you don't know. And for all you know, well, I would know. I grabbed it, right? I mean, it was either wrapped or it wasn't. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> let's just say for story's sake, let's just say a little bit of the edge of it was opened. Okay. But but just enough to maybe slip a knife in and take a little out, and that is it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So that, that kind of jives with my headcanon then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, so he says... Um, I uh, I know there's no love lost between the two of you, but um, that's uh, that's a lot of drugs, and I think that's uh, way beyond anything that Carol could manage on her own. She kind of looks at you, and she's like, "Well, if you if you don't think that Carol could handle something like that, I don't think you know Carol, and like you could." I'm not going to have you roll for it. I'm just going to say you could. It's hard to tell if she's just blaming her to blame her or if she really believes what she says. I'm going to, I'm going to make a note for myself. Yep. That's good. For a different thing. Okay. Look in, in my line of work, I look for causes. I look for reasons Selling drugs in a territory where you're not wanted could end up uh, with the situation that we have. If uh, maybe it was stolen, um, you know, maybe he wanted to uh, impress Carol and he, you know, found something and made off with it. I'm not saying that he did it, but... uh, there's a lot of money in that little package and that's more than enough motive for someone to, uh, you know, do what they did. And um, she kind of thinks it up about it a little bit. And she says, um, she's like, if that's so, I think I may have to do some more investigating here on my own to see if any of the guys or ladies for that matter, know." anything about why Marcus might have those drugs. And you said before his, uh, his demeanor hadn't changed. His routines hadn't changed. You hadn't seen anybody uh, showing up that you hadn't seen before. Nothing out of the ordinary. No, I mean, like I said, he's just always been just such a good hard worker and such a good, good guy. I just don't, I just none of this I mean again some of these pieces feel feel like they're coming together but I still feel like I have more questions hmm. you and me both she's like um she says um is there anything here that I can do for you 
he kind of like looks over his shoulder at the frosted door with her name on it. And he says, uh, I'd like to uh, take a look in Marcus's office and see if there's anything in there that uh, might be uh, useful. And she says, um, yeah, I think, I think we can do that. She says, um, she says, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to um, uh, escort you to it. She's kind of like, when she says that, she kind of like, it's a look at her face. Like that's kind of weird to say, but she's like, I just, I don't want, I don't want everybody thinking that he's to blame for what's happened. Um, I mean, as far as the newspapers are concerned, he, uh, uh, it, it wasn't murder. Right, he doesn't want to say that he killed himself, which yeah, yeah, he yeah. clearly didn't kill himself, but he also doesn't want to like yeah. he's he's trying to like not say stuff to like upset her. Yeah, right? for like, sure. Because it's still it's only been a week, right? Yeah. Like it's still pretty raw wound. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she um she says, Yeah, she'll let me escort you. And she yeah, takes you to his office. So yeah, so she pulls out a key and you just head across the hallway there and you open the door everything looks like what you would imagine a really busy taxi taxi owner's office would look like there's just papers all over the place there's I don't know. Do they have sticky notes back in the day? Maybe not. Maybe they have some little notes here and there from like a torn piece of paper. Uh, Thumbtacks on a corkboard. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. Yep, like a corkboard and stuff like that with like dates and a lot of business stuff. Rolodex, uh, desk calendar. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's got, Marcus has this big desk in the middle. Big mahogany, like beautiful looking thing. It's got uh, three doors are three drawers on each side of the um, side where he sits, uh, but also a big long drawer in the middle of it. And she says, I will give you some time. Actually, I should say this. Uh, Charlene, I don't know why I said she, I know people know what they're saying, know what I'm saying, but uh, Charlene's like, well, I'll give you some time to kind of look over everything. Um, I'll be just across the way in my office. If you need, if you have any questions on anything, please let me know. I don't want to get in your way right now. So I'll just let you do your investigating. Okay. Uh, and you're okay with everything. I'm going to, you know, rifle all the drawers and, uh, you know, go through all the stuff. You're, you're sure you're okay with that. Um, she's like, uh, this is what I hired you for and leave no stone unturned. Okay. And he turns and, you know, kind of puts his hands on his tips and looks around the room at the, all the papers and all the shit. And all right. You know, he goes and he pulls out the chair and uh, sits down at the desk and, and starts there. First thing he does is look at the desk calendar to see, you know, what sort of appointments, if you had anything written down, you know, the previous two weeks prior to that, you know, to that Friday to see if anything, not that anything would necessarily stick out, I guess mm-hmm. something might stick out like yeah. 11 o'clock at the docks Friday night. right? <laughs> so if anything's obvious or something repeats, um, he may just, you know, write down whatever phone numbers and names are on, you know, private eye stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, as far as this schedule goes, nothing really looks like, off key off center you do see like if you're looking for repetition you actually do see like like every wednesday night it's like a drink with carol that kind of thing like most of it is business and nothing really seems out of place Uh, the only thing that's out of place within the work stuff is just his dates every once in a while with carol other than that nothing that really seems out of the ordinary Okay. And nothing around that specific date where he disappeared. Yeah, nothing nothing seems out of out of key there. Like there's, you know, no like, oh, meeting at 
so and so a time, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely nothing out of place there. No note for Antoine's. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Ice cream at eight o'clock. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't, I mean, he might like absolutely thumb through the Rolodex to see if, you know, a card is tilted, pulled, anything sort of falls out that, oh, maybe this was the last thing, you know, movie trope kind of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Why don't you do an investigation <clears throat> and I'll make it a, a DL of three. Okay. Uh, I forget. Did I get my brains die back? He slept, right? Didn't I sleep? No, you haven't slept yet. Still haven't slept. Okay. Yeah, you said you were going to sleep after maybe looking at uh, his office and maybe his apartment. So that's going to be up to you. So. Okay, I rolled a pair of threes, so with my investigation of plus two, that's a five. Okay. So yes and. So yes and. So <clears throat> so you're looking and um, the Rolodex actually look pretty pretty spot on. There's actually nothing out of place. Okay. Uh, nothing that really sticks into your head. He he thumbs through yeah. to DeLuca, you know, to D, to look yeah, for yeah, DeLuca. Yeah. He looks to, goes to C for Costa. You know, he looks for the other mob boss's name, which uh, escapes me at the moment. But, he, you know, he doesn't think that he would be stupid enough if he was like either trying to muscle in on a cocaine deal or, you know, if he was running stuff that he would have their names in the Rolodex. But you know what? Stranger things have happened. <laughs> that they have. <clears throat> I'm just going back to my notes here. <laughs> um yeah no no mafia ties um there's three there's three big families i'll just refresh your mm-hmm. memory and everyone else and whoever's listening's their memories so there's the, the delucas there's the bianchis and there's the biatis so there's nothing there that trips anything um <clears throat> You know, again, you don't know a lot about any mob ties and stuff like that. So even if you were kind of going through there, there's like no known associates like, yeah, yeah. you know, like, OK, let's say this, actually. Let's say that you're you're rifling through and then you just will have the and be you're just rifling through and then you see a name that says Vinny DeMarco. And so you're like, well, let's see. I know that that one Vinny that's with DeLuca, his name is Vinny, but I don't know his last name. Okay. So that either could be him or maybe you're just chasing ghost. Who knows? He would then start, you know, rifling through the drawers in the desk. Does he have a gun? Is there drugs in the desk? <laughs> um, you know, is there a big, you know, wad of money in an envelope? Again, is anything sort of seem out of place? Yeah. You know, for someone who's run a legitimate business as a, you know, a taxi company owner. For sure. Okay, so you go through the first three drawers on the left side of the desk. Uh, the top drawer is full of a bunch of different things for paperwork. Like one of them's like an OSHA signed paper saying that uh, the place is up to code. Um, there's actually a big thick schedule book there. And it's got like different dates and times and like how the schedule is for people working and stuff like that. Um, nothing really stands out to you as far as like names and that go. The second drawer is just has um, a couple of cigars and a little flask um, and you go to smell it. It almost smells like a uh, tequila of some type, maybe just like a after work kind of thing, maybe a celebratory thing. You don't know for sure. And the bottom left drawer is actually has a keyhole for a lock. And that is actually locked at the moment. So he opens up the center drawer and looks for the key. Okay. Uh, as you go to open up the center drawer, you are, as you, the, the one in the center of the whole desk, right? Yeah. yeah the one like right where you're sitting. Yep, at. Correct. That the one actually one. also has a keyhole and it is also locked. Hmm. He starts like, you know, absolutely like not absolutely, but like, you know, lifting up the papers and stuff on the desk to see, you know, if the key is out on the desk somewhere, but it's just like covered up by, and then he's like, oh, and he reaches into his pocket and he grabs that key that he had (laughs) and sees if that's the key. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So uh, which one are you going to try? You're going to try the bottom left drawer or you're going to try the middle drawer? 
I'll try the bottom left first. Okay. Sounds good. That's where he was working. So yeah, sounds good. So you put the key in and it actually unlocks the, unlocks the, the cabinet uh, of the drawer and you open it up. There is a bunch of check stubs, mostly for writing out for, you know, to pay the people at the taxi company for, for their work or whatever. Uh, You also see a pink slip. And it's got somebody's name, but it's actually scratched out. And then down below it, it has reasons. So reasons for termination. And underneath that is disruptive, disruptive. Wow. I don't know why I said it that way. Rude. And something else that's scratched out with a question mark. He he takes that and he puts it on top of the desk. So he doesn't. You know, actually, he would. Uh, so he kind of like holds it up to the light. Can he sort of see through the scratches to sort of make out the name underneath? Can he snag a letter and then maybe reference that to the check register? You know, because it's probably like one of those big ass ledgers where they, you know, handwrite all the checks mm-hmm. in the forties, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, for sure. Why don't you do another investigative check? But we're gonna make this a DL four this time. It's gonna be a little bit more difficult. Oh, I got a pair of sixes. Pair nice. of threes and then a pair of sixes. Excellent. So that's eight. <laughs> so let's just say this is something you've done in the past before. If you take this pink slip that's been written, put a, a piece of paper on top of it, and lightly mm-hmm. scratch with a pencil, you should be able to pull up what's been written on it. Okay. He does so. Okay. So you do that. You get the name of Daniel Day under the name. And then uh, the also the other piece of, of information that is, and because you rolled the sixes, we're just saying yes, and you get this information just so people know out there what we're doing for rolls. Um, and then the piece of information that's scratched out under the reasons with the question mark is drugs. Hmm. Okay, so maybe they were his drugs then. And he, you know, found them in the cab or whatever. You know, he's like, off in different directions now. Like, oh, maybe yeah. he's not a scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, not scumbag? Question mark. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So I have the name, so I don't have to worry about the register then. Um, anything else in the drawer? That's it. Those. That's a pertinent. Yeah. That nothing so, else that's really per- pertinent in that bottom left drawer. Okay. So he has the pink slip along with the the rubbing next to it. He keeps that. Um, and then opens up the center drawer. All right. Um, so you or see... attempts to open the center drawer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You actually do. It's, the key okay. is for also for the center. Middle drawer is surprisingly empty, minus two things. There are a list of five names with a little scratch piece of paper. These names are Tim Michelson, mm-hmm. Alan McKay, mm-hmm. Weasel. I don't like that one. <laughs> of course, because he's a weasel. I'm like, <laughs> why did I write that name? I don't know. I thought it would be fun. <clears throat> uh, another name is Isaiah Woods. Okay. And the last name on this list is Daniel Day. Okay. So his first thought was maybe these are all cab drivers here. Maybe they're running some drugs together. Uh, you know, they're getting up to trouble. Maybe they're using the cabs for personal business you know while they're out you know picking up picking up people maybe they're dealing dope out of the back of the back of the thing so so he does reach back into that bottom drawer and then flips to michelson to see if there's a tim listed in the uh in the ledger yes and then then he goes to mckay to i got the first one second ones and i'm assuming these are all workers here yep correct okay cool 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 all right the only one you're not going to find is, is Weasel. Weasel. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, for shits and giggles, you may flip to W just to say. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, let's just say you do that and you're like, to no avail. You're like, ah, could have had it. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, other, the other thing that you see inside, inside this uh, drawer is a very old, very beat up kind of rusty but actually still in pretty good shape lighter hmm. and okay. it has the initials fb 
inscribed on them. FB. Okay, so that doesn't match anybody off the top of my head right now. So he you know, flips it over to make sure that there's nothing else. He actually, so if it's like a Zippo style, I think the insert comes out like where the thumb wheel is. So he pulls it apart. Okay. To yeah, see if there's anything stuffed like inside. Yeah. Because it's old, so maybe it's not being used. <laughs> yep. Uh, unfortunately it's actually well kept up it's what you think it is it is a lighter it, there's nothing like because they had like the um i can't remember what the stuffing is in that kind of sucks up the alcohol inside the yeah, boy yeah. this is it's funny for a non-smoker i know a lot about <laughs> zippo uh but yeah there's no like hidden messages or notes or anything like that okay closes that drawer puts the lighter next to the paper papers um, and then checks the other. I'm assuming there's three drawers on the right side as well. Correct. Yep. I will kind of skip past this one because there's not much that you're really seeing there. There's some loose change, some subway tokens. There is uh, on the bottom right drawer. There are employee files that talk about like it, like as they've gotten hired kind of thing. They don't, nothing like you. I'm assuming you probably go for like looking at the mm-hmm. people Michelson, on the list. McKay, D- yeah. Daniels, yeah. There's nothing that looks like out of place because this is probably just when they got hired. So like nothing, you know, there's probably there's no notes of like, oh, it does shady things or <laughs> better keep an eye on this one kind of thing. So unfortunately, there are there's like nothing there. You know, there's maybe a couple of tabs where it's like there's like a couple of written notes where it's like, keep an eye on this one. This one actually, or this one might be management material or something like that. So actual positive stuff, not yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. that's uh, crooked or anything like that. So, okay. Are there any pictures on the desk, you know, in little frames, um, pictures on the walls? Like he would then start to, you know, move away from that central area and you know then begin to look to see if they're you know to make any you know connections you know family stuff uh you know again not that he would necessarily recognize anybody like oh there's a picture of antoine's or whatever yeah yeah, yeah, like like obvious stuff yeah for sure so yeah like you'll see like a picture of like uh marcus and charlene as like maybe it'll be like a him holding the deed to Imperial Taxi, like when they first got it. There's a picture of him and Carol in like evening, evening wear, like they just went out somewhere fancy. And then there's another picture of him. Looks like maybe he graduated college or something like that. And then there's like a plaque beside it that says like, you know, graduated from New York State University or something like that. So nothing. Mm-hmm. Nothing really out of the ordinary things that you would just kind of come to expect from what you know about him so far. Okay. I guess the next spot would be the trash can. Okay. See All if right. there's anything interesting there. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, why don't you roll? Yeah. I'm going to have you roll another investigation check. Okay. Uh, I'm going to make this one a four. Eight. <laughs> Jeez. Why do I, I even bother? All these down, right? Holy crap. Yeah, no Is kidding. Three? We got a lot of XP going on. Yeah. So yeah, so when you when he gets a yes and he's always gonna get experience points to spend on skills and stuff like that too. So it's always good to keep track. Because I'm not keeping track, so I'm glad you are. <laughs> I, I totally forgot. I'm like, fuck, I think that's like the third time. <laughs> <laughs> I should be doing that too, but I'm just, I'm too enthralled in this story we're telling. It's riveting today. I'm it rifling is. Rifling through the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. So yeah, so you're rifling through and there's like some, you know, notes and stuff like that. Talk to Charlene about getting a new taxi or something like that. Like we've, you know, we need to get, you know, maybe a couple of new taxis because of some of them are, you know, kind of run down. Nothing super out of the ordinary And then you find a crumpled up note inside the trash can. And it says, remember to talk to Carol. And then slash urgent. Okay. I'm assuming it doesn't have a date on it, right? It's just a scroll. Oh, yeah. It's just all scratched. It's just scratched on. It it doesn't, you know, if you do a little bit more of an investigation on it, it actually looks 
fresher than another, you know, most trash you would see. Cause sometimes you can kind of tell, Oh, if this has been sitting here for a bit, you know, maybe it's, you know, a couple it's weeks old. It's not coffee maybe. stain. There's no cigarette ashes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, no, it, it yeah, looks yeah. like a fairly crumpled up, a fairly new crumpled up piece of paper in the trash. Can we say the and is that that Charlene comes in like with the fucking paper cup full of coffee? <laughs> you know, because I'm assuming this has like been a little while now. Oh, right? sure. Yeah. Heck yeah. Let's just, let's just say, yeah, she brings in coffee and donuts because like, you know, the, the more oh, yeah, they're more, 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Morale's got to be up for the people that are working, too. So she, you know, she comes in with that and she's like, I thought I'd give you a little something to kind of help you, you know, keep going. Did you find anything? Oh yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, a couple of things, um, you know, walks back around to the desk and picks up the paper with the names on it. I got a, got a couple of names here. Uh, some folks that were working. Um, do you still have, a uh, Tim Mickelson, Alan McKay, uh, Isaiah Woods and a Daniel day. They all still work here. As you kind of read off the, read off the names, you know, a couple of times you you kind of see her kind of like get kind oh. of a yeah, get a kind of a flash <laughs> of like either like yeah, like like you like you're doing like size or like almost kind of mad. Like she's like, yeah, unfortunately, she's like, yes, they all still work here. If I if I was him or if I were him, and she's like, well, now I kind of am. I don't foresee them these few really lasting that much longer Hmm. have you uh had any specific problems with them while they've been here um as far as i know from what marcus has told me like they they're really they're really late on catching their fares like you know we're here at imperial we're really all about timing and getting getting there on time getting to pick them up on time and getting them to the destination on time and it feels like most of these fellas have really been daydreaming is the best word I can kind of think of it. And so they've had a couple of them have actually had a couple of warnings. If we weren't so short staffed at the moment, I'd probably pull the trigger on just letting them all go. But as of right now, we're we're kind of at this weird crossroads where we don't have as many people working as we normally do. So and plus now me and she kind of looks down and almost like you almost looks like she's going to start crying, but then she kind of like picks her head up and she's like, now that I've kind of taken over, I kind of have to reassess what's going on. Anything uh, physical ever happened uh, with any of these well, mugs? Physicality in the taxi business is kind of something that is kind of expected nothing like hand to hand, like nothing like a boxing match or anything like that. But every once in a while, you know, someone takes another person's fare cause they're, they're closer and they didn't quite take the call, but they get there anyway. You're like, there's, you know, been some pushing and shoving and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing worth noting. I don't think. And uh, no, no physical altercations here in the office or anything like that. Oh no, no. If, if it's, if it's in the bull, if it's in the bullpen, you know, if it's, you know, nothing that's too bad, like we kind of say, leave it out in the bullpen, but nothing around here. We, when it comes to the offices around here and stuff like that, we don't, we don't deal with that shit ever. If, it, if it's a one and one and done right there. All right. Fair enough. I also found uh, this lighter here. It's got the initials FB engraved into them does it mean anything to you pops pops uh later perhaps um roll a insight insight yes yeah we'll have that be a four also okay no that's a one so four i rolled a four exactly three plus one so that's a yes it's a it's a yes yes i think okay i don't don't actually have the rolls pulled up (laughs) yeah no you're right you're right Exactly on is a yes, but I, it's funny too. Cause I have, I have the rules in my other binder, but I don't have it on me. I'm, I'm furiously scrolling right now. <laughs> well, I'll wait for that just to make sure. Just, I don't want to, 
short you out of something? I'm pretty sure it's a yes, but I think you have to ex- exceed the role because the way Todd always says, you know, you have you know beat a four, right? So yeah, you have to that get makes sense. More than than what it is. Uh, hit exactly yes, but something okay. negative. Sounds good. So you, I can tell she's affected by it. She, you can tell she's affected by it. Uh, by it, but she does not want to tell you. Let, let's say, let's say she says this. She says, "I'll have to do a little bit of investigating on my own before I tell you what I might think about what this means." And and he just he smiles and he says, "Oh, I thought that's what you were paying me for." <laughs> she does. She kind of like just like I did. She kind of laughs and she's like, "If this is what I think it is, you don't want to know about it at the moment." Let's just say that. And believe me, I want to be an open book for you. And I know I've told you that, but this is one thing I have to be careful about. Uh, you're not making my job easy for me. That's for sure. Uh, you know, you, you tell me you're an open book and then you withhold this. I ask you about this. You don't want to tell me that. She says she kind of like looks very sternly into your eyes and makes that eye to eye contact. And she's like, believe me, this is for your own safety. Okay, okay, kind of like puts his hands up. But she says, but when I figure out what this means, I you will be the first to know. All right. Um, I didn't see anything else, nothing that really sticks out. This this is the uh, this is the hall here for the for the office. Yeah, this is I mean, I I wish I wish there was more for you. And she kind of looks at the little she looks at the list of names, she goes. Why do you think you wrote all those names together on a piece of paper? Well, they must have something going on. You know, there's one more on here, but I, I couldn't find them in the book, unsurprisingly. You know, a guy named Weasel? And Somebody she hangs around here? And she kind of like like cringes when you say the name. She's like, fucking Weasel. God, I hate that name so much. That's Derek Johnson. Uh, he is He is our Aaron boy that makes any sense he's the guy that if you need coffee if you need if you need donuts if you need cigarettes he is the guy that gets them for us he's not an he's on the books but he's not exactly an employee of imperial taxi he's more of a yeah what would they call that like a runner maybe yeah yeah yeah, I was thinking of another word, but run, runner. Yeah, kind of like something like that. He does Go get, get paid, <laughs> but yeah, exactly. But he's he's basically kind of like an assistant that kind of runs around and gets stuff for them. So, so is this uh, Mr. Johnson? Is that a, is he a kid? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I mean, he's in his young. He's in his early twenties, but he's got the got the mind of a fifty year old, pretty much. Hmm. Okay. I'll um. Well, I I uh. I'm not sure what else I could do here tonight. I really need to. Really need to sleep. Oh. <laughs> it's been a long couple of days. I'm sure it has been. Do you? Would you like me to call on one of my guys? I'll get you home. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, and he kind of like you know, sort of like looks around the room, you know. Like kind of like, did I miss anything sort of thing? But like, he's, you know, it's, he's tired and he's, you know, his head still fucking hurts. And, you know, it's, it's, it has been a long couple of days. So like I, he got, what he feels is the information out of here. He may have to talk to those five guys individually. Like he's not a cop. Right. But yeah, you know, maybe, maybe he calls, um, O'Shea tomorrow and so say I need you to lean on these guys a little bit maybe yeah 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 you know that's sort of like so he's just he's kind of formulating plans but it's I think we said it was like 10 or something when he yeah. went over there so you know you're gonna be like pushing midnight right like, yeah yeah it's, it's just late. another late night <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you can tell it's late too because there's like not as many people in the bullpen and stuff like that you know they're you know some are probably out, but they're probably waiting more for like a couple hours when like bars close and stuff like that. Well, I, again, I don't know. It's the 1950s probably now. Too, right? So who knows it, <laughs> what, what closing time was at that time? 
Uh, unfortunately, I don't know that on the top of my head, but yeah, it's getting I, pretty late. It's whatever you want it to be. Sure, world. Yeah, exactly. We'll say two o'clock. <laughs> two o'clock. I mean, that would be the standard, last right? Call. I mean, yeah, for sure. So he he swigs the last bit of the coffee, and he takes the key back out of his pocket, and he puts it in her hand, and he says, "Um, this was uh with uh Marcus's stuff. It's the uh it's the key to the to the desk. You're probably gonna need this." And she kind of like shakes her head. She's like, "Thank you." She's like, "While you're gone, you know, I I still have a little bit of time on my shift before." Um, I'm going to give my, I'm going to give the shift leader over to someone else. See if I can rummage through some other stuff here. See if anything pops into my head that I might, that maybe you missed that. It may be because I know him. Maybe it'll, I don't know. Maybe I'll find something. Oh, yeah. I'd appreciate that. If anything looks, uh, you know, sort of out of place, then uh, certainly appreciate the help. For sure. And uh, there's actually a um, CB in the office. So she kind of gets on there and she's like, Johnny, do you want to get, get over here? I've got a friend of the family that needs a ride home. And you uh, hear, hear it back or whatever. Friend of the family. Yep. Ready to go. Um, so, you know, that's code for, you know, a free ride or something like that. So yeah, you see Johnny, you short, bigger dude kind of has like balding in the in the front but he also you can tell he's got like a like one of those really cheap toupees that he just just plastered on and it's <laughs> very off and terrible looking and he's like you mr armstrong that's me all right lady the lady says you need a ride home i'm here to give it to you all right thank you much all right um so he you know he says good night to her and you know i guess leaves her in the office there and you know lights up a cigarette as they're walking out towards uh uh, towards the cab you know as they get in you know guys where to whatever and you know gives them the address so like after a you know a a couple of minutes right like he doesn't like jump right on it (laughs) um but like, you know, this guy settles in and he pulls out onto the street, right? Like, you you know, get all the stuff going. He's like, uh, it's a, it's a real shame about Marcus. Uh, everything I heard says he's a, uh, he's a really good guy. Yeah. And, uh, what did I, Johnny and Johnny kind of shakes his head and he's like, yeah, it's a damn shame. Mr. Woodard. Good man. He really, really cared about everybody. Just a damn shame. Treat you guys real good. Oh yeah, treats everyone real good. Even even the shitty ones. Even the shitty ones. He just he's always got something good to say. He's always, I don't know. There's just something about him that just oozes good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear you. Um, any any of those bad ones ever give him a hard time? Yeah, they bust his balls every once in a while, but. He's uh he's pretty good at uh getting the respect that he deserves. Uh what do you think about uh Daniel Day? Do you, do you ever work work around him? Uh he uh when you say the name he kind of he looks at you in the mirror and then he looks looks back driving a little bit and he contemplates contemplates, you know, and he says um yeah Daniel, he's uh, eh, he's kind of a bad egg, I say. He's one of those guys that uh, it's just kind of in it for him, you know. He's he doesn't care about your fares. He doesn't care about the people. He just wants to get paid. Hmm, a lot of people like that. Yeah, unfortunately, fortunately, he's one of those guys that uh, I don't know. I feel like most guys kind of stay away from him because they don't really. They don't really want it, what he's buying, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, he's uh, he's into some uh, extracurricular activities. Yeah, I I don't know. I hear things, you know. You know, he's you know never on time. And then when he when he's doing del- when he's delivering people to where they're supposed to go. 
all of a sudden he's taking these detours. I don't know. I just, there's something there. I just, I don't trust him. Sounds like a bad egg for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to stay. I try to stay. I try to walk the other way, if you know what I'm saying. That's very respectable. He looks at you and kind of meets your eyes, you know, and he's like, that's all I'm trying to do in this world, man. Just trying to earn my living and do the best I can. He nods and, you know, flicks the cigarette butt out the window and just kind of like settles back into the, into the seat. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of, you're kind of contemplating and everything's just kind of quiet for a little bit, you know, and he says, um, you're going to catch the guy, right? And he, he like, he was almost falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Never getting those brains back. You're always going to be awake. And he, you know, he, he doesn't like jerk awake, but like his eyes snap open, his head kind of like, you know, and he says, uh, yeah, yeah, I hope so. Uh, Marcus deserves that much. And he kind of, Johnny kind of shakes his head in the rear, in the rear, in the mirror or whatever. And he's like, I think so too. And, and he thinks for a second and he says, you know what? You do catch the guy. Give him a little extra for me, would you? Uh, I assume he's like looking in the mirror. So, you know, uh, George just kind of smiles and he nods and he says, uh, yeah, he'll, uh, he definitely deserves a little something extra. <laughs> and he says, I'd say so. I'd say so. And um, the city skyline, even though it's midnight, it's actually quite lit up. It seems like the city is almost kind of alive. Uh, and as you're staring out the window, you don't know if that means anything good or anything bad uh, here in New York City. Sometimes that means more bad than good. Johnny drops you off at your front door. Um, like the tires squeal. Yeah. You know, he says we're there. Again, he's kind of like half asleep. So this time he kind of like jerks up. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Um, you know, he gets out of the car and he gives him like, you know, whatever the whatever the actual tip you know like two bucks or something right like the ride was free but like hey this this uh, is for you uh and he uh immediately hands it back to you and he says oh you're a friend of the family now we take care of our own and he like he kind of like he had like he still has the money in his hand he still kind of like has his hand out and he's like that sounds like super mobby right (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, uh, yeah, sure, sure. And he like folds it up and like sticks it back in his pocket. He's like, yeah, yeah, I, I appreciate the ride and the conversation. He says, uh, if you need any more of that, you let me know. Johnny. You got it, Johnny. All right. You take care now. You too. Drive safe. Always. And he uh, speeds off. So he's like standing underneath the street light that's going up to the, you know, up to the apartment. And he lights, you know, he's got his head down, hat, you know, shadow flame comes up, just lights up his face as he lights up a cigarette, takes a deep drag, kind of like just looks around the street, right? That's somebody fucking following home before. And uh, yeah, assuming that there's nothing, you know, out of place, he heads into the house or heads uh, into the apartment. Roll me and another uh, awareness. Cat. Awareness, yes. Thank you. Jeez. We'll have that work. be a deal of three. I rolled a five plus, I think, one. Nice. So six. All right. So your yes and I'll let your and be the and, but you see that nobody is around to keep tabs on you as far as you know. Okay. Um, oh, what would the hand be? Um, yeah, fuck, I get tough. to sleep through the night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know what? I'll make that happen. I'll make that happen. 
Um, so yeah, so you you know, it's, it's an apartment building. What floor do you live on? We haven't talked about that. I don't know if we said. Um, I want to say it's got to be it's got to be higher. Maybe like the tenth floor. Okay. Like how big are we thinking the building is? Uh, how about this? How about you? You? It's up to you. I'll let it be up to you. How you want? I feel it. like it's probably an old brownstone, but I don't know how big they get. Yeah. Uh, maybe the whole building is like 20 stories does that seem too big that's probably okay right i'm okay with that so say he's like on the 10th floor then okay and there's like a creaky old elevator (laughs) nice yeah so you you get in the elevator and you're kind of leaning like way too heavy against it fortunately unfortunately for you nobody else is around so you there's you know nothing nobody to have to have a conversation with you know you entirely kind of fumble the keys out of your pocket you go uh, unlock the door um the, the you... camera shots like inside the door right so the door opens you know you have the shadow you know light coming through the window and he you know comes in he's you know got the last of his cigarette and it you know flips on the light so the lights come up he's like drops the coat on the chair, you know, gets the loose in the tie, you know, butts out the, the cigarette goes, you know, right over to the, right over to the fridge. I don't know what would he have. Maybe I like a Coke. I mean, that would be a big thing in the fifties, right? Uh, or yeah. the forties. Uh, I don't know. I don't, cause he wouldn't have any coffee ready. You know, he probably pours himself a shot. Who am I kidding? <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know, he opens up the cabinet, you know, puts down a coffee mug, you know, puts, you know, not a lot in, puts a little bit in there, you know, starts unbuttoning his cuffs and, you know, his uh, shirt and everything, pulls the, the film out of the coffee pot that was in the sink, he puts it on the table, you know, goes, you know, checks his gun, puts it on the nightstand. Um, you know, they're like getting ready for bed kind of stuff and just sort of like mulling over, you know, all of the the day's events. Yeah. So you put the you're putting the gun on the nightstand and what, what are you what are you doing with the probably the just pic- putting a film on the like on a kitchen table. Oh, OK. Gotcha. I, right? I, just I, like he doesn't want to put water. You know, like, yeah, you don't want to make that in the, in the morning. morning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. that would suck. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so you, you know, give yourself a little hair of the dog, something to kind of help you sleep. Uh, Probably takes a couple of aspirin. Yeah, yeah, you've been through a lot, but you want to make sure that you actually make it through the night, which you do. You, uh, you know, you're able to take a few things off, but maybe you don't take everything off, and then you just kind of crash. Now, because I... I don't know back then. Back then, did they have old school alarms and stuff like that? Or was it something where you just woke up? I don't remember. I think he's got an alarm clock. I think that's probably something that you can find. Yeah. I I could Google it real fast. 